Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Town, the Leicester City reporter for the Mercury. And with me is Jordan Blackwell, my colleague from the sports desk here at Mercury Towers. And we're going to discuss the latest developments at the King Power Stadium. And uh, I think we'll start with Wednesday's morale-boosting FA Cup win over local rivals Derby County. They might have took it to extra time and left it late, but a couple of cracking goals to win it uh, from Wilfred and Diddy and Damari Gray. And uh, ten changes was made for that uh, for that game by Claudio Ranieri with Sunday's huge Premier League clash with relegation rival Swansea City in mind. But uh, some of those lads will have done themselves um, plenty of favours in terms of Pushing for a start at Swansea with their performances. Who, who stood out for you then, Jordan? Um, well, Damari Gray is the, the obvious candidate. He was uh, really exciting on the ball, you know, frightened Derby's defenders with you know, direct running, quick feet, and we saw with the goal, as soon as the defenders got a little bit tired, he managed to, to find a gap and, and score a, a really good goal. Um, he's the, the obvious one, I would say. I think um, he impressed throughout the 120 minutes. But there was lots of players that performed well. I thought Ben Chilwell did very well, um, looked uh, really composed and he looked, well he certainly didn't look like one of the youngest players on the pitch. Um, but uh, Andy King again did well, but we know he's always fairly steady in, in central midfield. Daniel Lamarte did pretty well at right back, didn't have any troubles there. Uh, Johan Ben Luan also, uh, perhaps surprisingly maybe, looked fairly solid at centre-back, sort of uh, was robbed of the ball uh, in the first half and gave away a chance, but after that defended well and looked fairly decent on the ball. Um, so I would say those few, but I think in terms of starting on Sunday, I would say it will probably just be Damari Gray. I would agree there, but I, I was quite encouraged by some of the performances. Uh, I mean, I know Derby made eight changes themselves and I suppose it says a lot about the state of the FA Cup when sides are making changes, especially championship sides are making changes like that and prioritising um, trying to get promotion. But uh, yeah, we said about a lack of competition pushing the um, the first 11 in the past, but uh, there looks like there is a bit of a competition now. We know about Chilwell uh, pushing Fuchs for the left-back spot. Danny Amate playing at right-back and he performed particularly well in the African Cup of Nations at centre-back as well, didn't he? So that should uh, give uh, Claudio Ranieri food for thought. I've just come back from the pre-match press conference and Damari Gray was one of the topics discussed and Claudio said in the past that you know he's learning and developing uh, his, his game but it was the defensive side of his game that he really wants him to work on. Now, I personally think it's that final ball, that final choice um, he looks. He's got so much talent and so much um, ability, natural ability, that when he gets into that final third, he's just picking the right option. And we saw it at Southampton. Sometimes that wasn't the case. He was going for the glory shot sometimes. But he is a, a hot prospect. And because of his performance, there's been some speculation, Jordan, hasn't there today? Yes, um, we've seen um, lots of reports from all the national papers saying Liverpool have added him to their shortlist for for players to target in the summer, uh, and also Spurs as well. The, uh, the Evening Standard are reporting that Spurs had interest in Gray while he was at Birmingham and um, have revived that interest. But um, it's 
very funny how it comes around just as he's uh, had a man of the match display in the cup. Yeah, exactly. It's inevitable, isn't it, in a way. Uh, other events this week before the um, the game, uh, it was uh, announced by the club that there was the dreaded vote of confidence. It's known as that in the national media, but uh, Chairman Vishai uh, published a statement stating that he's fully behind Claudio Ranieri and wants to end any speculation about the manager's future after City's poor defence of their Premier League title this season. And he's flown in from Thailand to meet the players and the manager. He met them before the game on Wednesday night and he's uh, with them today as well. I think uh, the fact that the chairman's on the scene, I think he's trying to give them all a bit of a boost and, and trying to uh, unite everybody and get them pushing in the right direction. Yeah, I think he's, he's trying to, to galvanise the, the squad and, and the coaching staff and uh, and everybody at the club, really. I think he's, he's clearly going by uh, Claudio Ranieri's comments and what we've heard from him. He's clearly a very positive man. Uh, he's also clearly a very good businessman. Um, and he'll have noticed that perhaps things weren't going so well and maybe that's why he's decided to step in What first with this um, statement of support for Ranieri but also coming over as well and maybe just to check how things are going in, in person. Um, but certainly I think the main um, objective of his visit will be to just give the the squad and everybody just a little bit more confidence and a little bit more optimism. Yeah, it's a massive, massive game on, on Sunday at uh, Swansea. A side that under Paul Clement have shown signs of life, having looked dead and buried under Bob Bradley early in the season. And uh, they almost got a point at Man City last week. This is a huge game. Both sides on 21 points, one point above the relegation zone. It, I know it's not, uh, there's still plenty of games to go, 14 games still to go, but this is one they can't really lose, is it? No, I, I don't think they can lose it, no. Um, I think there is, I mean, we've seen Leicester struggle away from home against relegation candidates. They've lost at Hull and Sunderland. Hopefully, they'll have learnt from those experiences and will improve, but I think the the crucial factor, as is so often the case, is the need to avoid conceding the first goal, or at least avoid conceding in the first half. I think that will give them a little bit of confidence. We've seen so many times over the past few weeks that when Leicester have conceded that first goal, they've just dropped off and they've looked deflated. Um, if they can get to half-time and they've not really conceded many chances, they're not really up against it, they've maybe created a few of their own, then I think they'll start to, to believe in themselves a little bit more that they could get something out of the game. And also as the game goes, goes on, if, it, if it's still nil-nil at 70 minutes, say, Swansea will think at home against a relegation rival, they've got to win that. Whereas Leicester will probably think a draw wouldn't be so bad, I and mean, they will want to win. But as Swansea maybe push for a winner in the, in the later stages, that's when Leicester can, you know, kickstart the, the counter-attack and hopefully find some spaces and the likes of Mares and, and Gray might, might be able to find some gaps. Well, it's interesting you said there about confidence and belief, but that is a big key for Leicester City at the moment. We've been in the press conference today, Claudio's discussed the form of Mares and Vardy and he's held um, a meeting with both of them to discuss their form. Uh, he says they've come up with a plan, they've come up with a way of changing it so they can be more like the pair that we saw last season who destroyed defences at times. I think the stats that I've seen today is that away from home last season they contributed 22 goals between them. This season it's three away from mm -hmm. home. So obviously there's a massive drop off in terms of their productivity but uh, Claudio has the answer. I wonder what that answer could be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very difficult. They, they do need to try something different because 
we've seen this season, it's clear Mahrez is Leicester's creative force, so quite often um, opposition have been doubling up on him. And that's why I think Damari Gray starting might help Mahrez actually, because if if Swansea have to readjust their defensive focus to to target Gray as well, maybe Mahrez will get a little bit, little bit more space. Uh, we've also seen defences target Vardy and they're starting to sit a little bit deeper so there's less space in behind. Um, but it's just not coming off, is it? The Mahrez hasn't been able to find Vardy as often. Um, he's been struggling with his with his own form and I think he, he, he would admit that as well. Um, and yes, yeah, something different needs to be tried. I don't know what they what they can do. I think it's it is really difficult because Vardy's still making the runs. He's still making runs in behind. We've seen uh, statistics today that say he's been he's ran just as much this season as he has last season. Um, so I don't think it's through a lack of effort, but certainly he's not getting the chances he had last season. He's not getting the chances to to score the goals. It's it's not necessarily that he's um, missing the target or or things like that. He's, but the likes of Mares and all the other players as well. It's not just on Mares. They aren't giving Vardy the, the service that, that he really needs. Well, the Opta stats that were uh, released by the BBC uh, yesterday were quite revealing about Vardy's performances. Uh, they said that uh, his conversion rate of chances this season is actually higher than last season. But last season he was getting uh, over one chance per game. This season he's only getting one chance every two games. And also the interesting thing as well, the stats suggest that although it's been accused that Vardy isn't trying as much as last season, that he's the, the yardage he's covering during games is the same as last season. So he's working as hard statistically, he's just not getting the chances. Yeah, and, and he's putting in more sprints per game as well. So it, you know, all the all the statistics do say that you know, despite what we see on the pitch, and maybe we think, oh, Vardy's suffered a, a massive drop off in form. The statistics seem to say that you know he is he is really putting the effort in, um, and I think this is one of the cases that it, he was never going to live up to last season. Like Leicester were never going to to get the points total they got last season. Vardy's uh, goals total was never going to be matched. He's, there was no evidence before last season that Vardy was capable of scoring 20 goals a season. So it, it's one of those things that maybe you just have to consider it is an anomaly and just everything fell into to Leicester's um, hands. So I don't think that you can discredit Vardy too much. I think he's still performing as you would expect him to. I mean, he's still, he's still scored more goals this season than he did a couple of seasons ago um, when he really struggled, even though scoring that first goal against United in the 5-3 win, he really struggled after that. He's still shown more than that this season, um, and he will he will improve. He will he's he's going to get goals, even if it's only three or four over the over the course of the season. That those three or four goals could be really important for Leicester if it picks them up, say twelve points. Well, we were expecting them to uh, take off sooner or later, and let's hope it's uh, it's sooner rather than later. Uh, but a team news ahead of the game at Swansea from the press conference today: Leo Ujoa is still not fit. Uh, he's making progress. He's joining in the warm-up in the training sessions, but then going off and training on his own with the physios because he's got a thigh injury still. Uh, Islam Slomani has not started a game since the scoring the winner against West Ham on New Year's Eve because of the African Cup of Nations and he returned from Gabon with a reoccurrence of that groin injury. Uh, he did come off the bench and played in the whole of the extra time on Wednesday, but he's still not 100% and he will be assessed uh, today, the, all the players had the day off yesterday. They're reporting back today, uh, Thursday, uh, Friday, to 
prepare for Sunday's game. So there's several players as well that have been carrying knocks that will also be assessed. But assuming that everybody comes through okay, because we know Danny Simpson had a, a knock at the Man United game as well, and Marty deputised for him. But assuming everybody uh, is fit, what would the lineup be? What was your chosen lineup for Swansea? Um, my personal lineup, I would have the usual back four. Uh, well, obviously Schmeichel and Gold to start mm. with, and I would have the usual back four, but with Ben Chilwell instead of uh, Christian Fuchs at left back. Not necessarily because Fuchs has, has done too badly this season, although he's, he's struggled a little bit in recent weeks. But I think Chilwell offers a little bit more going forward, and perhaps overloading Swansea down their right-hand side might help Leicester. Um, assuming it's going to be four-four-two, which Ranieri said he's going to stick with, I would uh, go with Drinkwater and Ndidi in in the middle. Um, with Mares and, and Gray out wide, and then probably Okazaki and Slimani. I think I would probably leave Vardy out for the time being. Um, I think Okazaki is needed, or certainly, I suppose the the, the alternative is to play Mares central and Albright and uh, wide. But I think someone like Okazaki playing in that role between the striker and the midfield is is needed for Leicester. They need some kind of link. Uh, between the midfield and attack, um, and I think Slimani over the over the season so far has shown that he he does have a knack for scoring goals, and that's really what Leicester need at the minute. They a better time to bring Vardy on to to get his confidence back up would be if Leicester managed to get a goal through Slimani. Swansea had to to come out to try and try and get a goal and try and get back into the game, and then Leicester could bring on Vardy for say the the last twenty five minutes and and pushed their defence back by hitting them on the counter and using Vardy's pace to really scare their defenders. But I think Slimani to start with, because of his because of his goals, and he, he, he does have a decent scoring rate at Leicester, uh, I think he should start as the, the main focal point in attack. You probably won't be able to last the, the 90 minutes, but I suppose Vardy would be a use, useful late substitute for him as well to give uh, Slimani uh, a rest. I suppose when the two... Uh, combined in the past and been paired together it's been Slimani that's been dr- trying to drop in there and it doesn't look natural part of his game does it dropping dropping and playing as a, like a number 10 role he's an out and out number 9 isn't he And uh, but so is Vardy very different styles of play but they both like to play up top Slimani likes to feel the defender on his back uh, Vardy likes to run in behind the defender so uh, no, I wonder whether those two can actually play together. It would have to be a change. I might personally, if they were going to play those two, I'd have uh, Vardy dropping in and then breaking where it's harder to track his runs. I know he's, he's starting from further back, so his pace getting in behind would be an issue. But I just think if he's got that instinct about him, he could buzz around a bit like Smudger and Gary Lineker of old. But uh, that's all from uh, Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong for this week. Hopefully Leicester City will get that uh, first away league win on Sunday and the pitch will look a lot rosier next week when we look forward to the FA Cup fifth round at Millwall. Join us then.